how could you? She had beautiful red locks. I one day wanted to stroke them. Now what am I to do? G da e da e da k 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 Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the G.E.E.K podcast. It's episode 25. We're at a quarter of a century red. We are indeed. Yay. Getting rather old now. Yeah, really old. We're catching up on me. I'm not going to divulge how old I am, but I'm not as old as Steve. That's all that matters. Speaking of Steve, he's not here. Dan's here, though, and so is Reg is here. Hello. Hello. Um, Where's Steve? Uh, Steve's in Finland, if you haven't seen the tweets. Finland. Um, there is a particular reason why he has gone to Finland, though. It's not for, like a holiday, which some people might assume it is. All right, okay. Um, it's because you know tonight that the new Doctor Who announcement is who's going to be the new Doctor. Uh, well, yes. I think Finland are ahead of us in time, possibly. That's true. Yeah, um, there's an hour at a different time zone. Yeah. So. So I think he's gone so he could actually get the information does... before we do. Okay. I- I'm not sure that time works like that. Oh. But um. Uh, it, uh, maybe he doesn't know. That's fine. Or maybe he's gone for an extreme weight loss program then, after all the, the <laughs> jobs you've been doing for him, saying that you know he's just he's dead poking fine, him in the belly and stuff, and so he's you know took it to a bit to the extreme and. I, I wouldn't say he's fat. He's pleasantly plump, lazy, yes, but fat's a bit extreme. But maybe, yeah, the Finnish are pretty good with their uh, their weight loss programs. It's worth the, the trip alone, I think. Um, I know he went to Sweden as well. Sweden and Finland. He yeah, thought they were the same place. Yeah, yeah. He went to Sweden and now he's gone up to Finland. Yeah. He's a jet setter. Don't know why, but anyway. Considering he hates flights. Yeah. Speaking of, um, of Doctor Who, announcing a new Doctor Who, by the time this is actually posted, the whole world will know who it is. Yeah. Um, who do you reckon it's going to be? Well, I don't actually care. I um, reckon it's going to be Nicholas Cage. That's the important thing. Yes. That's it. It's going to be Nicolas Cage. That's our, that's what we, right. If it's not, um, then we'll um, apologise because that would be amazing. It would be amazing. I think this would be the only way I'd actually watch Doctor Who would be if it was <laughs> Nicolas Cage as the Doctor. That would be awesome. That would be so good. I, I'd actually start watching it. Well, I was having a read today and they've, there's a, a list on BBC website of the kind of the eight or nine favourites all the bookies have taken odds on it. I mean, this this might be pointless to talk about because by the time we get round to it, um, but when this is actually posted, everyone's going to know. But um, first up, a guy called Peter Capaldi. Who have you ever seen? Um, the thick of it? No, no. Okay, old Scottish guy. Don't know. Doesn't really look like he's going to fit in with it. Um, ben Daniels. I've no idea who he is, but he was in. Um, cutting it and Law and Order UK. So, well, oh, yeah. I think I know who you're on about. Okay, I don't. Um, now, another guy, though, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Him I do know. So, yeah, a black doctor. I was going to say, yeah, has there ever been like black a black or an Asian or something? Yeah. I, I'd love to see, I'd love to see an Asian Doctor Who. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Mm, who, who would play that? Um, Jackie Chan. Oh, that Asian, you mean? That Asian. <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'd like to, I don't know, but there's, there's got to be some some fresh new actors, out faces out there, Asian True. ones that want to try and make it Why in not? such classic TV entertainment. Yeah. Uh, um, well, the next one up is Idris Elba. 
uh, Luther and also star of Pacific Rim. I think that's... I don't even know where that's come from, to be honest. I don't think that's even a remote possibility. Uh, I don't even think it'd be interesting. I think he's too busy. I think he's all Hollywood now. That's not a bad thing. Um, Luther's amazing. I've been watching it recently and you really need to get onto it. But regardless, um, to now, just don't really see it. There's a lot of talk of um, him being Batman. That would be amazing. Black Batman. Mm. I, if, if you watch Luther, you'll see how good he could be yeah, I, as that I, character. I get it. I've seen a little snippets of it and he it does look really good and I will eventually get onto it. Yeah, let me see who else. David Harwood. Um, have you seen Homeland? Yes. He's kind of the um, the guy who runs the terrorist unit. Right. Again, another black guy. Um, oh, they're loving the, yeah, the black dude. I think they're insistent on It's going to be different this time. Yeah. Um, Rory Kinnear, who I don't know, but apparently he was in um, James Bond and some Channel 4 drama. drama. Don't know. Right. <laughs> Billy Piper. What? Yes, that Billy Piper, the one who was in Doctor Who. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so she's played the assistant and now they want her to play the doctor. Apparently. Um, they don't. Uh, she's she's at thirty three to one apparently. Um, Daniel Rigby, who is the annoying geeky guy on the BT adverts, who's always going on about his broadband not working. Oh, the, the <laughs> really annoying one who goes out on the date. And yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, things are going to have to change around here. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, then Andrew Scott, who was Moriarty in Sherlock who was amazing in Sherlock, like ridiculous in Sherlock, but I just don't see him playing this sort of part. And the last one, uh, Ben Whishaw, who played Q in Skyfall, Yeah. which uh, that... I was disappointed with. I thought it was rubbish. Everyone said how amazing it was. I really didn't like Skyfall. it that much. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. It was better than Quantum of Solace, but I still didn't think it was that great. It wasn't... It wasn't the, the greatest film of the year, which loads no. of people were saying, but it was, it was decent enough to... To watch, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Much yeah. like the latest Die Hard film, I watched it on Friday okay. night. Okay, uh, and it wasn't as bad hard. as everyone said. It's not Die Hard. Yeah, it, it it's it's really not. But it's a just it's a good film. Just put on and right. just and just watch. It was watchable. The um, thing is, the the last well, the last three films haven't really been Die Hard from the beginning. They might have been turned into them, but Die Hard with a Vengeance was originally written as a Lethal Weapon movie. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard 4.0, or Live Free or Die Hard, whatever you want to call it, was originally a book, had nothing to do with John McClane, um, and then they just went, we're going to buy this story and turn it into a Die Hard. Yeah, that's pretty much what I think they've done with this one. Um, it's just it's dead annoying because his son Jack, um, spoilers, probably too late, <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, his son Jack, um, which I never knew he had, I knew he had a daughter, yeah. Um, but yeah, his, his son Jack, which he keeps calling um, John McLean, John. He never calls him dad because he's got the anger parent issue and whatnot. Okay. So and what they call him like? Do John. they announce from the beginning that it's his son now, or yeah. is it one of them? He calls him John, and then you realise at the end he goes, "All right, that was that was good work, Dad." No, no. It, it starts off with him and um, him and Ramona Flowers sitting in the car. Obviously, yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Um, sitting in the car and going about how he's going to go meet Jack. Right. Uh, he's got to go to Russia to meet Jack, who's the yeah, son, as his son. Mm-hmm. So it's like Ace. So it starts off then, and he's got one really annoying catchphrase throughout the entire film, uh, which is, 
I'm supposed to be on vacation. Or, I'm on vacation, man. He, In Russia. He, he keeps saying it continuously throughout the film. So there's one bit where he's ragging like this um, SUV um, out of a plane on a rope that's going to explode this helicopter. And uh, he just rags it out. And as soon as he does, instead of going like, UPKA, motherfucker, he just goes, I'm supposed to be on vacation, man. And does it every inopportune time to say it, like when they're being shot at and stuff. And said like a really funny one-liner. He just recycles that continuously. Right. Um, so it's that part was a bit disappointing. But apart from that, um, it was it was decent enough to watch. Is it like 4.0 where it was cut to shreds and every when every when he says "yibikaya mother," there's a noise. He does no. He it. does actually say "fucker." So this, this was on DVD or Blu-ray. You watched? Yeah, it. DVD. Yeah. So the uncut version. Yeah, so it was it was it was decent PG-13, enough. We watched that as we and, discussed uh, last week. Yeah, we watched that. And we watched Dark Skies, which was creepy and pretty awesome as well. Mm. That was fun. I've heard good things. Yeah, it was good. Although speaking of latest films that we've been to see, yeah, I went and watched Wolverine Snickety Snick. Yeah, spoiler alerts because this will be a a review featuring plot points. Um, I'll be honest, I've got more things to say about uh, what was wrong with it. Not in a bad way. Not in that I didn't like it because I. I did enjoy it. It was way better than Origins. Uh, better than First Class, I thought. Um, By miles. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, wasn't as as amazing as it could have been. I thought the first two acts were were good, were really good. The final act, I didn't. I thought it felt like it was a different film. I thought it just felt really kind of tacked on, the whole kind of, just the ending. Uh, the uh, one bit I didn't like, I didn't like the way they portrayed Silver Surfer. I wasn't, I wasn't, Silver, uh, Samurai. Silver, Silver Samurai, sorry, <laughs> Silver Surfer. Just watching her with that. Wow. Um, yeah, the, the Silver Samurai wasn't... It, they, they could have made him so much better. It was I just, wasn't... it was a little bit weird. It was just like they mentioned the Silver Samurai at the beginning and then um, you get towards the end and, oh, look, there's a Silver Samurai. He's made out of adamantium and then he's a robot and you're just like... Hmm. Yeah, it's it wasn't weird. It wasn't great. And, but... but also it's like... Why are they trying to... Okay, again, big spoiler alert. The whole plot of it becomes apparent at this point that they want to cut off uh, his claws, his, um, you know, his adamantium claws. But none of this is made clear until about t- 10 seconds before they're about to do it. And then they go, oh, right, okay, he, they, they've got his claws out, now we're going to cut them off. You're like, what? Why? why? Why would you need to do that? Um, and eventually when he gets them cut off, you're like, right, okay, so that's so he can drill into his skeleton and suck out his healing power or something like that, his essence to yeah. save the life of this 90-year-old Chinese guy who, uh, sorry, Japanese guy who he saved decades before uh, Nagasaki. I think the annoying thing about it as well is the fact that they explain what the armour is right at the beginning. So, yeah. you know, uh, this is a set of armour, you know, they call it a thing. As soon as he mentioned it, I was like, well, it's got to be the old fucking guy. Right, right. At, you knew for a fact that when, because you see him in the trailer, like mm. a tiny snippet of the Silver Samurai. I was like, well, that's going to be him then. It, it's going to be him in the, that's why you can't see him. That's yeah. like, makes perfect sense. So they ruined the end part about five minutes in. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that reveal is going to be really shit now. Mm. So, but. It's weird. I, I. I had high hopes for it in that the, originally when they were talking about doing this, I mean, this is based on one of the kind of the, the ultimate, like really just fan favourite Wolverine stories, um, like Frank Miller, um, 
and it was what's his name darren aronofsky who was involved with it and he's he he makes some really kind of well received like really critically acclaimed kind of indie movies right like did this one called the fountain which really just it's really good well worth watching um and when they announced him involved it was like okay they've, they're putting a little bit of kind of um quality behind this this isn't just going to be another wolverine action movie there's actually going to be some substance to it and then he dropped out for whatever reason and then they bring in the next director and i don't know i just hope that they were going to keep some of that from you know this just a little bit behind the story but they, they didn't seem to they seemed to take a big action route and especially with the last kind of 20 minutes half an hour with the ending i just thought how oh, it really didn't fit with the rest of the movie yeah, I, I don't know. It did seem to sort of slow down a little bit, and the theme did change quite quite heavily. But it was, in my opinion, it was, it's been the best X Men film that they've done so far. Really? Yeah. Over the first three? Easily. Oh, I hated wow. the first two. Oh, I wow. Didn't mind the third one. Thought the third one was all right. That's weird because everyone but, says the third one was the worst one. But I hated the first two. They oh, were just is... so slow and so boring they weren't good films to watch admittedly you got the fan service in there but apart from that you haven't got a solid story it's it's really really boring really yeah i wasn't much fans which is why i wasn't that asked about going to see it but we missed pacific rim which which didn't know because we went to get shopping around the oaks before we decided to go see the film and i was like look at me watching i was like yeah we'll have enough time to get some food and stuff um so i got my orange wednesday ticket and i was like right walked up there we missed it by about 15 minutes by the time the film would have started. Yeah. So it was about half an hour in when you go to the ticket. So it was like, right, okay, we missed the trailers, so that'll be all right. We missed yeah. the adverts, it's fine. And the one was like, yeah, it'll be about 15 minutes. I was like, right, we'll go see um, Wolverine. And it was either that or The World's End, which I'd still really want to see. But we're like, we'll go see Wolverine because at least we can talk about it then. Um, so we we sat down and as soon as the, the, the trailers came on, came up with Marvel and you just seen... The, the, the hint it was going to be the Thor film and you mm. want to see the smile on Ash's face as soon as it starts she's like Thor and all the way through it's the film like Wolverine she still had the smile on her face just because Thor's coming out again soon yeah. obsessed although the one thing that did make me giggle and I want to talk about this as well um, is the end part you know the post trailers yes. uh, the post credits that was the best bit and it was worth it for that alone like, I still enjoyed the movie but that bit was just amazing I've never heard Ash laughed so hard in my entire life. When? Right? When went to, in that end credits part. Right. And you're going through. When, when Professor X rags through in his wheelchair. Yeah. Ash was in stitches. She was like, look at him going and out. He's like, I'm on those little Dyson ball hoover things. You can't hear him. It's silent and everything. It was just... <laughs> He was just weaving in and out of it, and she's going, it's just like one of those little Dyson ball things. She was laughing, going on about it, and the guy sat there, it's just like, what's so funny? I don't get it, and I was like, I don't get it, what's going on? Until after the thing, and she explained it, I was like, right, now it makes sense. <laughs> oh, dear. And how many people are confused? Uh, why Why is he alive? He died. Yeah, I don't know, but I think it's, I think it's been given that much coverage, what they... That's all. Um, They'll have to explain it's going to be. Some people, some people kind of know what it's all about, but they've got to cover exactly why he's suddenly back. Did you, uh, when you watched Sex Man: Last Stand, did you watch right the way to the end of the credits, like right, literally right after the credits had ended? Because there's a the, all through the 
the movie, there's um, kind of every now and again they'll show this news report of this guy who's uh, in a coma, um, and there's a point where um, Professor X is talking to a student saying, oh, it's theorised that one can transfer their consciousness from one being to another over you know, vast distances. And they're like, all oh, right, there you go, and it, and it moves on. Um, and at the very end, you see um, this nurse sitting there with the, the guy who's in a coma. And then you just hear this voice, which is clearly Patrick Stewart's voice, say the nurse's name, and then she goes, <gasps> and looks up. And so you're meant to assume, big spoiler alert, that he, at the point of him being vaporised by uh, the phoenix, transferred his consciousness into this homeless guy. And I, this is the bit I'm not sure of, but... I read somewhere that someone was saying that that was his brother, and that's why he could do it. It was his brother that was in a coma. Don't quote me on that bit. Could be wrong, but I've read that somewhere. Right. Very interesting. But yeah, but the the setup. To be fair, you see him walking through through the airport, and then you see the TV. Trask Industries making a better future. Yeah. Yes. Have, have you seen the um? Way. Have you seen the the. The, pic, the tweet picture that um, Brian Singer put up when you stood next to the Sentinels. Yes, I posted it on the website for people to go and have a look. Yeah, that's probably why I've seen it. Possibly. <laughs> oh, it's been it a very drunken, hazy couple of days for okay. me. So. Really? That's unusual. Yeah, it makes a nice change, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> so, yes, he posted the Sentinel. Now, my biggest memories of the Sentinels um, are from the animated series. Yes. Um, and they're massive. Absolutely huge, like literally, you know, about 12 people high. Um, and then anything I've seen of the Sentinels in any of the kind of the viral stuff or any little photos or videos, they didn't look that big. They looked big, but they didn't look like as huge as they're supposed to be. Um, and Brian Singer has posted a, uh, a picture of him standing next to a proper, like, maid. Um, so it's not going to be CGI by the look of it. It's going to be actual animatronics proper sentinel and it's about four times the size of, of a man so it's still huge but it's not quite as big as you expect in the in at least in the animated series and in the comics they were kind of piloted by a, yeah. a man these just look like they're robots so yeah, yeah I, i'm, I'm fine with a little yeah a little change like that i'm fine with um i think it's in good hands though that's the thing he seems to just you know just everything they keep announcing like oh this guy's back in it this guy's in it this is gonna happen this is about it they seem to like we really really want to make an amazing X-Men movie that sums everything up. And what they really seem to be doing is, I think Fox Studios want an Avengers type thing. They want to be able to really? have all these kind of different spin-offs. Because, you know, they can't touch that. Yeah, they, They're not going to let Marvel Studios get hold of any of it. They're just like, right, we've got this franchise which is big. We, we need to make this massive. So that's why they're talking about X Force as a spin-off, and you know, and there's a Magneto movie in the works and all sorts. And you've got First Class, which I'm sure they'll do another proper sequel to at some point. So, so isn't uh, that what Days of Future Past is? It's not the full-on, well, fully fledged sequel. Exactly. It's, well, it's it's combining both, isn't it? Really. So mm. at least they're tying it together, even though Days of Future uh, Days of Future Past First Class completely contradicts a load of the other stuff. A lot of it. Yeah. It's annoyed me, but regardless. Um, but the okay, my, I'll go just go back to Wolverine. Biggest problem I had with it was all the little mistakes. Um, just like okay, all the way through the movie, Wolverine hasn't got healing powers, and then he fixes himself, and now he's suddenly got healing powers. He's all right again. Okay, um, then 
the silver samurai cuts off his claws and his claws don't grow back. Yeah, but that they couldn't grow back, could they? Because well, yeah, but then that's... like about five minutes later, he's like, "Right, I need these claws now." And he gets, and he, bone, and he gets the bone claws back, and he's like, "It's not until he goes, oh, I've got them back now." Why didn't they just grow back? Or why didn't he get his bone claws out before that? Maybe it takes, takes a while sense. for everything to to fully come through. Like the heel would be, mm. probably be a bit easier than having protruding claws coming out to try and force your muscles through. Yeah. And that's a big, that's like such a massive change. But, and it makes you wonder like, okay, is he going to get, what, how's he going to get it back? Is he going to get adamantium again? <laughs> yeah. You know, you see him at the airport at the end and he pulls his bone claws out and you're like, oh, he's still got his bone claws. That's yeah. Just, I don't know, that's such a huge change in the in the universe. In the, the thing world, is, I it? don't think by the time we get to the next one, I don't think he'll probably still have the bone claws. I think whenever it comes through, they'll find, He'll just randomly have the adamantium yeah. start off with a reckon. No, Don't they, even reckon they, they'll tie in. They have to. They have to explain it. Mm. And it's like, and the, the whole thing about adamantium is, it's it's got to be kept in a liquid state because it cools. As soon as it cools, it's indestructible. Um, yeah. So what's it? The silver samurai happens to have this adamantium sword that he can turn into, like he can make, um, you know, heat up so yeah. he can slice through adamantium. But it just. Yeah. No, <laughs> just why that should happen. It was happen. just that whole thing when when Logan gets it and he's uh, going, he's got the yeah. one hand. He's like, come anyway, on, come on, come on. He's like, oh yes, hang on. And then yeah, two hands. And then it was like literally Scott Pilgrim when he puts the both hands on the flames and goes, yeah. up the sword. Like, <laughs> Wolverine has earned the power of adamantium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then moments after that, he's like, okay, I need to use two hands. Now it now it heats up like the Silver Samurai. Then seconds later, you see the Silver Samurai standing there holding a sword one handed. And it's a heated sword. Just what? What? Just you just someone should have noticed that. And then the <laughs> whole thing of um, the um, daughter of sorry, the granddaughter. They're at the funeral of the of the granddad who you know Wolverine saves his life and blah 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 whatever. Um, and then the um, what do you call them? The yakuza come along and try and kidnap her try and kill those people and kidnap her. Wolverine manages to save her and then they get to the bullet train and they get on, on board and they sit down or whatever and they're like, right, let's let's try and escape now. Let's go to my little house on the other side of Japan. So they do that um, and then she just sits there and she reaches into her pocket and pulls out headphones, puts them in South listening to music. She went to her dad's funeral with headphones. Well, yeah, because on the way there, what are you going to listen to? You're going to be mourning the death of your grandfather. No. Yeah. And on the way back, listen to music instead of having to, you know, because if you listen to music, it might zone her out so she doesn't have to, like, go into the actual world. She can just go in her own little bubble. And maybe it might be music okay. that he was really into that she thought might bring her closer to him. I think that's highly unlikely, but okay. No, I think personally, nowadays, everybody carries headphones anywhere. I don't. You do? No, I don't. I, do. I, I've had my bag with me. I have my headphones. But I wouldn't take this bag to a funeral i take my phone and i take my wallet and my keys and that's the only three things that you need and i think i don't know why you need a phone at a funeral but for afterwards and things like that and for whatever and just you'd have your phone ready you need you have your phone everywhere with you what if someone blooming dies what if i don't know who knows what if uh there's a zombie apocalypse and someone needs to warn me don't need headphones for that maybe you do strangle the zombies okay don't think that'd work but Okay. You know, um, and then the other thing, they seem 
to be able to get from one side of Japan to the other in a space of minutes. Yeah. At one point, they're like, oh, we're on this uh, bullet train. It's 300 miles an hour. Um, So, you know, it'll take us an hour and a half to get from here to to Nagasaki. And then later on, they're just like, oh, let's jump on this motorbike. Oh, it's driven. Okay, we're there now. Okay. That's the get, one thing as well. That, get a grip on your uh, time and space. Really. Is how fast they were ragging around that bike in the snow. Yeah, true. I mean, I like I ride a motorbike, so riding yeah. it in the snow, as you know, with me falling off quite a few <laughs> times, it's very hard. In the snow, yes, true. So, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Well, he's Wolverine. He's used to it. He's, he's Logan's good at his riding his motorbike. He's got like two hundred years of practice. Yeah. Well, true, but still. Yeah. But um. I, I did really, 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 really like the uh, the bullet train fight scene. I thought that was ace. That was awesome, that um, went on top of it. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I thought, uh, what's her name? Yosh- Yoshika, was it? The, the the kind of the main woman who goes to, to take, you know, to greet him and take yeah. him back. I thought she was amazing. And I hope she's in Days of Future Past, although I doubt it. Yeah, she was ace. The one thing that I, I don't get, who she is and I don't know if she's been in anything else because obviously you're a bigger X-Men fan than me the weird creepy doctor um, yeah snaky woman was she just a, a new one for I this don't, or um, I don't I don't know trying her. to figure out who, who she was and by all of a sudden she's I didn't recognise her but I, don't, I, I think she will be she'll be based on something but I, I didn't recognise her right but um, I've I've got the water the Wolverine sitting there on my tablet and I've just I've not read it yet and I was like do I read it before do I wait okay I'm going to wait I'm going to watch the movie first so I will read it and then I'll report back yeah fair enough that would be good yeah alright let's move on from uh, Wolverine although um, just sticking on movie news and you mentioned Pacific Rim um, we might actually get a sequel to Pacific Rim so I know you haven't seen it yet so you can't get that excited but that excites me because it was amazing Um, it's not done that great in the States Apparently, um, it's, it cost about 190 million. I think it was. Yeah. So, reported budget of 190 million, um, and it's taken about 90 in the states, which oh, right. isn't great. No. Worldwide, it's sitting at 225 million. However, it opened in China this week, and um, I bet that skyrocketed. Yes. Um, it took nine million in like in over the weekend, um, which is the biggest ever opening for. Um, a, a Warner Brothers picture. Christ. Um, so yeah, it's massive over there. Like everyone's going mental for it. So they 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 reckon when it all gets kind of a uh, you know added up at the end, they'll they'll have smashed budget, and you might see a, a sequel. Only question is though, are they then going to gear it way way more for the Chinese audiences? Because they're doing this all the time now. Apparently they did it. Obviously Iron Man three. They added loads in because they got loads of budget from China. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they cut stuff out of Skyfall, and Looper was mostly funded by Chinese money as well. So that had a load of extra stuff in in China. No, right. Um, okay. So they seemed to do. <laughs> it was great. I don't know what you're talking about. It was all right. It just wasn't as great as what you and Brian Lee O'Malley kept on going on about. I, like I, th- I think he he might ruin Pacific Rim for me as well because the way he keeps on going on and on and on about Pacific Rim. Well, just. Don't but, leave it so long. Just go and watch it next week, if it's still I do, on. I do really want to. Yeah. But it was wonderful. Um, so that hopefully means that we might get a sequel, but we'll see. Um, 
yeah, you need to go and see it so I can talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've got any other movie news. Um, oh, 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 have you heard? Chloe's coming back to the 24 new series. I did. Amazing. Indeed. I did indeed. And it's one of those things that I'm really, really shit at remembering what the actual actors and actresses' names are for characters and things. So Mary when it was like Lynn Mary... Rajkov. Yeah, Rajkov, I was like, who is she? Oh. Who is she? And bear in mind, I've already she's watched... She's that really uh, yeah. unfunny comedian. I've watched a couple of the stand-up things that she's done, so I should have known. And she's so unfunny, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's Sorry, not Chloe. good. I don't understand how you can be so amazing in 24, yet so shit, when it comes to your proper thing you like doing. But I'm so excited about this. We were chatting about it last night in the wedding, though, and uh, I'm, I'm dubious about how good it's going to be. I mean, obviously, Redemption was, was brilliant. It will be good. But I have no doubt... Because, and it's not just the fact of redemption, look at season seven. Season seven was arguably one of the best seasons as a whole. It's just really action-packed, really great. You know, um, They had over a year to plan for that one. This is the same. This is like, right, this is going to be an event. It's going to be really good. All the original people back, let's make it great. Yeah, with 12 episodes. I, I, still... I'm, I'm intrigued to know how it's going to work it. I don't think it matters. I think they're just like they're just gonna skip bits. You know, everyone was excited. Well, everyone who's a fan was excited that there was gonna be a movie, and everyone was, it was fine that that was only gonna be on two hours. But um, yeah, I I I don't have a problem. I have faith, big faith in it, because it's twenty four. I just I'm curious whether it's gonna start up a, another set of them. Um, I hope fair, it does. I'd, if it does well. Yeah, but then if they do twelve episodes every season, just like. No, I hope it goes back to the 24. I'll, I'll miss it if it, we'll do it. Yeah, if it do keeps doing the 12. Although you wouldn't be watching one show for half a year. Yeah. But that's the, the only one downside. Wow, my voice went really weird then, did really? you? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the only downside about about 24 is the fact that it is 24 weeks long, so it's like nearly half a year yeah. of watching the same show. I don't care. And having to wait week and week in, knowing you've but got 56, you've got, work, you got 24 another... weeks to... Yeah. To wait till the end. As amazing as it is watching it on the telly, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. still amazing. Mm. Oh, well, you're on the subject of before you mentioned Doctor Who. <laughs> One thing we didn't talk about from um, Comic Con from the other week <laughs> was uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy panel, where they kind of finally introduced everyone and said, right, yep, yeah, these are all the characters, this is what they're all playing. You know, all set. So we now know that um, Benicio del Toro is playing the Collector. Um, we know that uh, Michael Rook is playing Yondu. Obviously, you, you, we know who's now playing um, uh, what's it, Gamora? That's what's it, what's her face? Zoe Zaldana. Um, we still don't know who's doing the voice uh, of uh, Rocket Raccoon. I can't believe how long, how long they're teasing us with this. That's yeah. They've released like kind of artwork of it, so we know exactly what it's going to look like, but still not said who it is. And um, and plus, there's the whole thing about um, uh, Vin Diesel going for a meeting at Marvel. Yeah. And he's like, it's going to be a big announcement, it's going to be huge announcements. And Marvel are like, we haven't really got anything to announce, so don't expect anything. <laughs> <laughs> and the one rumour that's come from that, now I've heard, is that he might do the voice of Groot. Oh right! He would he would make perfect for that actually. <laughs> that would be perfect because all he needs to say is just "I am Groot," and he just record it once and that's fine. Or maybe they want different tones and different. I am Groot. I am Groot. 
But yeah, the but he's got a new trailer up as well, hasn't he? Really? latest Riddick one. Yeah, I, I've, I can't I've been believe still doing that. Once bit and twice shy. I'll be honest with that. I was like, I I I never really watched Pitch Dark. I've seen it since, but um, Pitch Black. Um, I was just like, I don't know, didn't really interest me. And then this, the Chronicles of Riddick got announced. So the trailer was like, this looks quite interesting. I'm gonna go and watch that. So bored. I fell asleep. I was just bored to tears. Um, and I don't know why they keep making them. Do you know what is dead weird though? Right, Pitch Black was awful. Mm-hmm. The Chronicles of Riddick just atrocious yeah really bad the, the games, games. <laughs> yeah are amazing are so spot good. on they were absolutely really brilliant i mean the the hd remake as well i've been replaying through it again on yeah, the, um, on on the yeah this so good so so good i mean that's one of my original favorite xbox games yeah um was the was the chronicles of Riddick, the escape from butcher bay it was just such a good good title mm-hmm and uh, yeah, I think but that's, that's the what thing. The, he, they should stick on to his doing. Games. He like he's got he's got his own game studio and everything, hasn't he? Yeah. So at least like just like I don't know if you've got the money and then for it and you've got something you love like that, it's great that you can put the time and investment into that. But just he seems to be the only one who wants to make these movies, and he seems to be able to convince people to make them. I just don't know how. No, I wish yeah. he'd use his power for good instead. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be so much better, yeah, so much better. We'll have to put up with that or more uh, Fast and Furious movies. Although, speaking of powers <laughs> and being good and evil... As long as we go back to um, Guardians of the Galaxy in a minute. Yes, in fact, do you want to go through this before I go <laughs> on to my big little bit then, since we're okay. speaking about games? Um, yeah, so um, the other <laughs> character they announced um, um, was... we. Everyone kind of knew that Karen Gillan, um, who was... Um, Amy Pond? Say, Amy Pond, I think... Um, we don't watch Doctor Who, so we're not sure. It's the one time we actually need Steve. <laughs> Steve, here. come back. And and he's not. There's yeah. like two Doctor Who references now. Mm-hmm. Completely lost on us. Um. So yeah. Um. She got announced as um playing um. Hold on. She got announced as playing Nebula, the space pirate. Um, and what one person asked apparently was um isn't this nebula balls and she's like oh well interesting you should say and she pulls off her her red hair to reveal that she's completely bald, shaved bald yeah i wouldn't have guessed that no i would not have guessed that it's a good wig, wig. Yeah, it's a very good it was wig a brilliant wig <laughs> really was did not expect that to happen so yeah she's getting... properly committed she's just yeah this this is the role of i was born to play it's just the amount hair. of abuse that yes. uh, James Gunn's getting. So uh, apparently, <laughs> everyone's been like, yeah, shouting in complete abuse. All the Whovians going, "How could you? She had beautiful red locks. I one day wanted to stroke them. Now what am I to do?" Yeah, Steve, stop it. Yeah, that was yeah, it was Steve really. So he wrote on Twitter, "If you're sending me hate messages about Karen Gillan shaving her head, you might consider the overall state of your life." I love it. That is probably one of the best comebacks. To the point. It's brilliant. It's true. <laughs> the thing is, she'd have been. Yeah, there's, there's no way anyone could have been talked into doing that unless you didn't think, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds like fun. Or here's an extra 200 grand. Will you shave your head? Yes. Yes, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Just. I mean, especially especially likes of her as well, who is well known for likes of the sweet character and stuff. So obviously yeah, how much publicity has that got? Exactly, crazy. Exactly. So okay, moving on. Go on. 
Yeah, so obviously we were just speaking about having um, the, you know, the powers for use of good or evil, um, and mainly your powers. Plasmid is what I'm sneaking this into with the new Bioshock um, DLC. All right. It looks amazing. Uh, this is called Burial at Sea. Um, it's got two parts, is what it's going to be. Um, and it's going to be based under the sea. It's going to be back at Rapture. Back at Rapture in its heyday when it's actually proper Rapture instead of obviously all falling apart and, mm. you know, the revolution's already taken effect. This is this is smack bang. And is, that, is it 1958, uh, New Year's Eve, when it's, it takes place, the first part? Okay. So it's actually when Rapture is thriving oh. um, and the hint of the revolution that, started kicking in. That's well before Bioshock 1 and 2 then. Yes. Right. Yes. But it will help if you've played Bioshock 1, they yeah. keep saying. Uh, so they're dropping loads of hints. So I'm dead intrigued. They don't give much away apart from the fact that you get to play as Booker in part one and Elizabeth in part two. Okay. Um, so I'm not too sure when it takes place. I don't want to ruin any sort of spoilers for, for people out there who haven't played Bioshock Infinite yet. All I'll say is go out there, play it. It's a freaking awesome game. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. You currently um, get it for eleven ninety nine on Blockbuster Marketplace, people. That is superb. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's going to have you know it's, it's going to be a massive part of the DLC. It's going to like uh, our gameplay hour wise. They've, they've said it's going to be a very expansive game. So we're hoping it's it's going to put at least another four odd hours into the, into the title. Okay. Um, they're going to be looking at quite a few different things as well. Big Daddies are coming back into it, which mm -hmm. is nice. Um, despite the fact I didn't think I'd miss them in the new one, but I, I have the new variation they've put in isn't as good in my opinion as the big daddies uh going to be brand new plasmids brand new weapons as well okay um yeah and splices about right so as uh, from my way understand it so booker and elizabeth are the main characters in infinite yes um and infinite is set when infinite is set uh, it's set after bioshock one and two but it's obviously up in yeah up in the skies okay um, so we're gonna see Booker and Elizabeth, though, in Rapture. Yes. Some years before. This, yeah, this will be before, before Bioshock One and Two. Okay. Then, because it's going to give you the reason how they actually meet. Okay. Um, so in effect. Okay. Well, I've so I haven't played Infinite yet to the point where you meet Elizabeth. I played it at Eurogamer. Um, was it you? Yeah, no, Gadget Show Live. Yeah. Um, so I haven't got to that point so almost so they know each other when they meet in infinite do they yes okay that's there you go that's what makes more sense now yeah i mean the story for, for bioshock infinite is is mm. superb it's a brilliant brilliant game and it's one of those that even though the whole thing is basically just an escort quest um so to speak because the lace yeah. elizabeth is with you all the time the ai on it is yeah. phenomenal. It's, she's the most useful because you'll useful find ammo and go AI. here you go and throw it to you yeah. when you need it and and uh, just yeah. really help you out using her 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 powers to you know sort of manipulate in times of it works out brilliantly, mm. yeah. So yeah, genuinely, genuinely. You know, some of the best games are just escort quests. Look at stuff, you know, Ico and so much like just like that where you're just like, yeah, dragging around a second character. Yeah, as long as it's done well, like The Last of Us and um, and obviously Ico, yes. superb. Um, and Bioshock Infinite are spot on. There's so many games that just do it so, I so wrong. I think I'm getting to a point where I need to buy a PlayStation 3 now because there's at least half a dozen games that I really, really, really want to play that I can't currently. Yeah. And they're all pretty cheap, apart from Last of Us, but 
That'll come down again too. Yeah. Still need to play Fahrenheit. Not Fahrenheit. Still need to play um, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Yeah, so Rich, if you're listening, can I have it back like <laughs> three years after you borrowed it? Yes. <laughs> That'd be nice. I'd appreciate that. So um, that's cool. Also, um, speaking of sequels. Right. Um, just throwing that in there. Um, yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid uh, Rising or however you want to call it Vengeance yeah online they've got a new survey um, so they're potentially going to be having a sequel to this coming through now Um, what I wanted on the bottom of that survey was instead of what do you think of this and just tick what you'd like to see in it I'd like to have just a comment box of what wouldn't you like to see in the sequel and my answer would have been everything that's in it (laughs) Because the first one was really bad. Really bad. I know people are saying you've got to take it as a different spin on the Metal Gear series to try something new. It doesn't matter. But it, the whole concept of the cutting doesn't doesn't work. It just takes you out of the out of the immersiveness. Mm. It's It was just awful. It was really, really bad. I didn't even complete it, and it's the first Metal Gear I've not completed. Right. And I feel bad. It's sitting there. And I might at some point eventually get around to doing it, but... I'm in no rush whatsoever to put it back on. It was just, it was awful. Horrendous. It was awful. Yeah. Um, Again, I played that a year, uh, like we like really, really briefly at Eurogame. It was just meh. Yeah. Just, I'm just meh. looking forward to the the Metal Gear anthology sort of thing, the Legacy con- edition. Um, yeah. Well, to be fair, that's, that's another reason I should I need to get a PS3 then <laughs> because yeah. that's not going to be on Xbox, is it? Nope. Or at least not the full thing, I don't know. Yeah, but... the full thing isn't going to be on there, but I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also looking forward to um, Bethesda. I've just announced they're going to do the... Oh, yeah, the uh, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls and, yeah, anthology. Mm. All of them. So that's going to get me get my, my geek back on again for a very, very long time. Mm. Um, if I'm just, and we're going back through to Skyrim again, again, again. Um, and hopefully this time round, be able to complete it. And we're now like 142 hours or something into Sky 4. Okay. And still not near the point where I can see the light is coming towards the end of the tunnel. <laughs> just ready for this, the new Disguise yeah, to come out. It's it's just so good, though. So good. If you haven't played Disguise 4, I wholeheartedly recommend going out. Yeah. If you're into really just funny games with amazing strategy elements, go for it. The battle system's awesome. The characters are possibly my favourite characters in any games. Mm. The... Just the interaction between them all is just amazing. It's so much fun just being around them all. And, uh, yeah, sardines. I'm not going to say any more than that. People okay. need to, to go off and, and buy it. Right. It's it's just so good. So, so good. As soon as I finish playing uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon, I'll, uh, I'll pick it up. <laughs> you, you're still playing that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just I need to finish, the, the, finish them all just so I can get the Mega Park. The only reason I wanted to play it is because I wanted to have the big free-reign Mega Park and just make, I remember making this amazing theme park. It was all themed zones and everything. It was just astounding. And I just want to do that again. So just wait. It's going to be awesome. Did, did you never, like, cheat and put in the... No. If you're not cheating, put no. the code so you can no. do it? No, no. never. So you, you're sticking to your guns? And yeah, I mean, I do. I'll go through a level in a night. Um, and I've been playing a little bit of adventure off and on, and I've just completed a little bit of adventure again. I just love that game. Nice. So I've got LBA 2 sitting there soon. Speaking of adventures, and okay. we all like adventures and roller coaster type things where you're on a track. Okay. Did you see the the trailer I put up of the or the gameplay footage leaked of Whore of the Orient? <laughs> yes, but how I don't I can't see where that segue came from. Right, because speaking of uh, roller coaster tracks, because you're on a track train, you're going through it all. Um, 
Yeah, done part of the video just going. It's a really weak attempt at, at trying really, to really bring bad. it in. It was mainly all about the adventure because obviously it's going to be like a nice adventure type game. Is it featuring no. whores and uh, yeah. Orients? Yeah, and that's it. Bye. Yeah. No, it looks awful, and I'm really sorry <laughs> about this okay, because wait, it's the game, LA Noir yeah. is is one of my all time favorite. People games. who did LA Noir, and it's the you know yeah. So so it's Team Bondi, and it has gone through a lot of trouble. Um, it's it's been on and off so many times. It's ridiculous. Not even just for one thing. It's been many things like the funding, the publishers, disputers, yeah. arguments between the story. It's it's been on and off for so long. I just don't understand why. Because L.A. Noir was such a huge hit. It's so successful. It wasn't as successful as what they needed it to be, right, though. Because it cost that so much. The, yeah, because in effect, they brought up a brand new facial technology uh, okay. to, to bring so that's, all in for. But that's bringing in, um, yeah, the money spent on that, they, they, they could then use on other stuff. So it's, you know, new yeah. technology. But it, sold, it still sold loads. It was critically acclaimed. Oh, yeah. It just Everything. wasn't picked up enough by, by the consumers. But regardless, that, that doesn't mean they need downside. to change anything. That just means they need to be a little bit cheaper, which it should be because they've got everything ready now. Yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw the gameplay of the Horror of the Orient was this looks very, very similar to L.A. Noir in terms of just the kind of the detail on the streets and the characters and stuff like that. Then they started moving. Um, and they yeah. started fighting, and it just... Did you say fight? It was slap, like... It, it is, was yeah. the worst karate chopping action I've ever seen just in any... Just go, go on, our, on our website, e.e.k.com, mm. and have a watch of it, because it's just horrendous. Um, it's a really early alpha build, so hopefully it'll change. I'm, I'm assuming they're just put, getting all the story in ready, and they'll just they'll alter the fighting and have it working. Because all they need to do was just do plumbing... L.A. Noir again, but set it somewhere else. Maybe, you know, yes. change it slightly. Yeah, and I, it looks like that's what they're aiming for, but for some reason they've just... They've just messed up very, very badly. I do was, not get it. I was completely shocked by that. Completely shocked by that. Um, but that's why it's been going through so much trouble. Clearly it's been it's been dropped by the publisher because they must have played it or watched it and just gone, yeah, this is awful. Oh, it it just looked like they put so much into the cover based action into it as well. Mm. I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't happy with that in the slightest. It was yeah, just it's, it's too generic now. That looks like the problem for this. But it looks nowhere near but as that good was, as what likes of when L.A. Noir came out. It was that was still like different. that though. Apart, I mean, the the main obviously the main missions, the main stories, main cases. Um, they put a lot of effort into making them quite unique and stuff and you know you might have had okay gunfights or whatever and cover and things like that but when you then did all the side missions they were just the same thing oh yeah again. like when you got to stop again, the bank the and bank again, heist and, and stuff like that yeah. yeah i completely agree but the nice thing about that is you didn't have to run off and do them i know mm. you, if you really want to like i did i went through about 90 i did until i opened up pretty much the whole of the city and then you'd be driving along um you'd be about 30 seconds from your destination and then yeah, call come through. Yeah, call come through and goes, oh, we've got a, a robbery at a bank. And you go, okay, let's look at the map. And it's right the way over the other side of the freaking city. Yeah. And you're like, that is actually going to take me about 15 minutes to drive there, yeah, literally. Sure. No. <laughs> this is the entire, it's actually real-time drive there. No. <laughs> Just, yeah. Although what not. I did love, I read a story about a guy who was playing it with his granddad, because uh, his granddad was alive in this, mm. um, obviously, when it was going through the time yeah, the period, 40s or 50s um, and that's he lived in one of the neighbourhoods in LA at the time. So when his 
his mate drove his grandson drove up in the game. He was like, "Go here." So his granddad ended up taking the control pad and just drove around LA, going, "Right, if you take a left here, you'll come across this shop here." And as he went, the shop was there in all hmm. the detail. And he's like, "This is brilliant!" And he went through the entire like LA, yeah. just navigating his grandson around, going, and "You'll find here." And even to the stage where, like, at the side of some of the the buildings, will be the skips from when. They were actually in real life having skip stuff there, so they put so much detail wow. and accuracy into that title. It's all from photos and stuff. It's it's insane. So hopefully, oh, all the Orient yeah, does yes. do it justice for China. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Because well, it Hong just, Kong? I can't remember. It's just so bad. It's mm. so so bad at the moment. I'm not looking forward to it, yeah. which is a shame. Uh, I'm gonna just bring in a bit of um, a little bit unusual. I'm gonna talk about tech news. We don't wow. get a lot of this. We should do. It's one of the letters. It's in, it has its own letter to itself, E. Um, it's only a brief one, but um, O2 this week announced their 4G price plans. Hey. Okay? So, um, obviously, in the UK, um, 4G has been available for around about nine months now via EE, Orange and T-Mobile's kind of parent company, EE. Um, and they're the only people that have it. Now, the rest of the spectrum got auctioned off around about six months ago. Um, O2, Vodafone, 3, everyone else bought a share of it and they've been working away at getting it sorted. Now, O2 have announced that they're going to be launching theirs on the 29th of August. Okay, It's going to be a minimum of 26 quid a month, which is a five more expensive than EE, which is interesting to start with. It's not going to be as fast as EE can do because oh my God. the tech's not quite there yet. Um and it's yeah. only going to be available in London, Leeds, and Bradford. By the end of the year, there's going to be another 12 cities added to that. Um, yeah. So I know some of them already. Okay. This so, is this is one good thing about the, the job I do. Mm. I know where all this is coming to. Okay. Do you know, though, <laughs> that it's not going to be compatible with the iPhone 5? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what are they yes. doing? Goodness like, knows. Seriously, it's you, the part. It's not necessarily their fault. The bit that they bought, the bit, the bit, the spectrum, um, just isn't compatible. <laughs> it just doesn't work with the iPhone five. So, if we see a new, a new iPhone come out in October, November, you better hope that they, <laughs> they, they made it. They put in the right frequencies for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the um, this massive part of their customer base who have bought um, this phone going right when it comes out i'll be ready for it just won't be able to use it that is wonderful absolutely although i'm hoping that quite a few more now jump on this 4g just so we can stop all the adverts of kevin bacon coming on my screen well yeah it'll either be that or it'll be blooming um a a cat pretending to be a dog (laughs) i quite like uh, that advert a chicken pretending to be a pig or something but what bearing has it got what what's it mean what what's it got to do with buying a, a mobile phone you could say the same about the about the perfume ads or like any any advert now for the telly i mean bloody sexing up chocolate the, there's there's really there's no need okay, to a, yeah a, gorilla, no a gorilla playing like the drum that. does have nothing to do with chocolate but i don't know i i just I, I if you look at it like that then fair enough it's funny it's a cat pretending to be a dog but i think they've got some really grand plan of this means something, this is deep and like this is like, you know, be different, don't be what you should be, be something else, but why that's got anything to do with, you know, trying to make me buy a um, a mobile phone, I don't know. I have no idea. But either way, the only good thing is it's Julian Barrett doing the voice. So. 
Yeah. He needs more work. <laughs> he needs a Mighty Boosh movie. Um, I mean, woman Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, is getting rave reviews. Have you seen what he done for the for the premiere as well <laughs> in Norwich, <laughs> yeah. which was brilliant? Anyone who dressed up um, as Alan Partridge through the years would get into the would get premiere. into the premiere for free, which. I'd love to do that. Just go see Alan Partridge film with Alan Partridge. Mm. That is just so good. He did good. the premiere and then he um, jumped in a helicopter and got flown to London where the proper premiere was. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Because apparently everyone was like, why, why are you doing it in, in London? Do it in Norwich. Go to Norwich. So he went to Norwich and did a, a premiere in the day at like one o'clock in the afternoon. So, yes. So good. It's, I'm, I'm quite I looking hope, forward I hope it to is it. good. I think it needs to be. Um, the stuff he did with Sky uh, was hit and miss. Um, that mid-morning matters where he was just doing his radio show was all right. Um, the, he did a book review one um, where he was sitting down with someone interviewing him about his his book. You know, he, he, one he's actually written as, as Alan Partridge. That was just terrible. wasn't funny in the slightest. And then the Welcome to the Places of My Life, or whatever it's called, was genius. Yeah. That was great. Uh, but hopefully... Hopefully they've got the movie right. Yeah, I have got me. Uh, I've got my hopes for this. Yeah. Very, very much so. Aye. It'd be nice to have more of him. I also want more of the IT crowd. I hope that they bring back IT crowd. I don't think that is. I'm sure I heard that that was done with. But it was so good. Yeah. So so good. There's so many comedies that that just need to make a comeback. I mean, when Red Dwarf did Red Dwarf Ten, that was that was brilliant. That, that was that was really yeah. good. But that's different. That is. Four out of work actors going. Let's go back to what we were really popular for. <laughs> I think. I mean, yeah, it was good. Like, the what's it? Back to Earth was terrible, but Red Dwarf Ten, the actual proper series, was decent. Whereas you look at everyone who's in um in the IT crowd, and they're massive. Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah, all doing blooming Hollywood, Hollywood movies, and just yeah. I want to see the, um, speaking of Hollywood movies, uh, Only God Forgives, the new Ryan Gosling film. I haven't seen anything about that. Oh, looks amazing. Um, speaking of slightly asian orientated films as well, I've seen All Boys been pushed back now as well. The Spike Lee. Yeah, the, the Spike Lee. Remake. The Spike Lee remake's oh. been pushed back. How come? It hasn't give full-on information. Um, I just I was trying to read the, the update about it. It said not much has been given. Um, some news is going to be yet to follow. Um, as the reason why. I hope they're just going to cancel it. I know that's not going to happen. Um, no, it's because it's all thing. finished and done, but yeah, it's one of those films that genuinely didn't need to have um, the actual remake happen to it, the reboot for it. There's no need to have an American version. It really wasn't. The original is so good. But there's still loads of people who haven't seen it, so... That's why they need to go out and watch the and watch the original version. Yeah. Honestly, the Asian version is so, so good. I, I, I agree. In fact, that trilogy was just so. Was but there brilliant. are people who just you know, there's so many people who won't watch a film just because it's subtitled. Yeah, it's, it's what, so what gets me about movies like the subtitled movies. You can always tell from the trailer. If you've never heard of it. You can tell if it's going to be foreign or not. They won't make a single mention of it, but you'll notice that there's no speaking in it, like the raid. Yeah. You saw the trailer for that. You're like, this looks amazing. And the amount of people that went to see that and went, oh, there's. You know, it's all foreign. This wasn't what I was prepared for. Just nothing. They completely hide it. I mean, maybe that's a bit different because, I mean, you know, everyone's Chinese. 
but um, <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, in, in old boy. But um, some of them, yeah, really, really obvious. It's like um, I don't know if you watched the Returned, uh, the f- uh, French. Uh, no, on Channel Four. Series. Really wanting to watch it, but I never got round uh, to Sky Plus. And it was mm. one of those things. It's on at a ridiculous time yeah. at like ten o'clock. Well, again, like never the, advert, be in. the advert for that didn't have any talking in it. No, it just was like, oh, this looks really good, and then they happened to mention the acclaimed French drama. Like, ah, okay, it's gonna be some terrible. My problem with that, I've got it all ready to watch. I I put a TV program on on, on my Skybox. And I sit there on my laptop and I'll I'll play Rollercoaster Tycoon or something while I've got some on telly. And I don't necessarily need to keep my eyes on the TV all the time. I'll just, you know, I'll play the game and I'll look up and I'll watch it and I'll listen to it and I can perfectly follow it. Unless it's something I really, 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 really need to just watch and give attention to. This I'm not going to be able to. I'm going to have to sit and read. I'm going to have to oh, read no, for Dan, my like heart bleeds 45 for you. minutes an episode and there's six episodes. Just do it. Well, that's four and a half and hours then, of my life and then that let I've got me know to dedicate. If it's worth watching. Okay. Wow. I've been told it is. So. I hope so. I've been told I hope so. It does. Creepy. It does look really good. Really good, and it's nice to have something different. Come well, through. the alternative is just wait a couple of years for the inevitable American remake. Um, yeah. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it'll happen. Um, you had some weird news, Reg. Uh, one more thing. Is it time for one more thing already? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I can't believe we're an hour into this already. How good it is without Steve. But yes. Yay. Um This is something we mentioned last week, but we, we held it over because it was just... Last yeah, nothing week was could so, be... So jam-packed with hilariousness. Did you see my um, my tweet I put up about the work conversation just quickly before I go on to the one more thing? Yes. Um, me. It was brilliant. We Basically, uh, we were sitting in work and we had a bit of a mini quiz. I come up and one of the quizzes um, was, can you name me the seven wonders of the world? Uh, to which one of the youngest girls that we've got, like a work experience type, um, well, graduate girl, through, <laughs> stood up and was like, yep, the London Eye and uh, that wall thing in China. The China Wall? Yeah, and we're like, pardon me. <laughs> She's like, yeah, the, the, the China Wall and, and the London Eye. I'm like, no. Just, just know the London Eye is not a is not a seven wonder of the world. She's like, oh, well, I really enjoyed it when I went on it. <laughs> right, that doesn't make it a wonder of the world. Just, just throwing it out there. As soon as she said it, I was like, straight on the Twitter account, that'll do. <laughs> Boom, throw that out there. Just seemed to be a week of just random, random comments. Obviously, having Kim on the pod, um, and then yeah, having her now. All I can say is. She was even more hilarious than uh, you can tell because we had to cut some stuff out, unfortunately. Yes, we Stuff did. we didn't get approval for some things. Um... Unless, of course, you downloaded it on Monday. I mean... Uh... Don't, don't tell them that. No. Yeah, we got an extended edition. She won't listen to this one, so we can talk about that, can't we? Yeah, I did love that. I was like, <laughs> okay, and talk, uh, take us out. It's Kim. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> she was brilliant. Kim, would like to take us out? Where to? Yeah, on a date. On like. a date. No. Uh, What what I will do, actually, I'm going to post, just to give everyone a little bit of background on how amazing she is, I'll post the um, Wisdom of Kim. Um, So I can't remember if we mentioned it before, but we we made a book of her Kimisms, as we call them. Like, we've already mentioned it, definitely mentioned this one, that if if you cut a worm in half, sorry, a ferret in half, it doesn't grow back like a worm does. Things like that. And, like, is Worcester a real place? Um, 
also um, is Airbus where they made the Titanic? Uh, yeah, many others. She's she's funny. Oh, is that water real? That was another one she said. We basically got our friend Rich to illustrate them, and we made a book um, for Christmas. It made her cry. She was so emotional about it. It was amazing, though. Um, so I'll I'll post the pages because they look they're brilliant. Yeah. Anyone's even remotely interested. Um, other things we posted actually. Um, the full if you are interested, the full interview with uh, with Twin Forks is now up on YouTube. Just I put it into four parts, so you can just see the full questions. You can see lovely Susie um, and equally lovely Chris and the other two. They're awesome too. Um, <laughs> nice. But um, yeah, that's up there. Um, yeah. Um, right, you can take us out now, Red. All right, well, in fact, youtube.com forward slash g.e.e.k. And also, while you're at it, go to Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash g.e.e.k. And twitter.com forward slash g.e.e.k. Um, what my mission is for this week is to get everything prepared for the g.e.e.k. first annual quiz show. Ooh. I've been talking about it for ages. I just have never got around to actually getting everything sorted, but... That's my mission. I have a day off tomorrow. I have a day off on Friday. Nothing else to do. That's it. I'm doing it. It's going to get ready. Excellent. Lots of stuff I've got to prepare. I am looking forward to one this. One thing this I'm very excited at recording. <laughs> but you'll find out. So, one more thing. Yep, just one more thing. Um, yeah, an Australian billionaire is actually building a re real, well, not real life, but an actual Jurassic Park no way. Yep. He's apparently this dude's quite famous anyway for for recreating just random things like he's got a recreation of his own Titanic. Um <laughs> he's had built for him which all the rooms and everything all resemble exactly what the Titanic was like. Uh well this guy is called Clive Palmer and uh yeah, he's actually got 165 mechanical dinosaurs sent across to his um his resort on his island. Wow. Um but as for just personal use, apparently not. The animatronic animals are also going to be very educational. He's going to be able to let kids go around and actually learn about the dinosaurs and things. Uh, but yeah, it's going to have like the woodland area in there where you're going to have the certain types of the dinosaurs. You're going to okay. have like a water part, so you'd be able to see all the water ones and obviously, I suppose, a meaty bit where all the proper dinosaurs will be. Bit. Yeah. Is that how they described it in Jurassic Park? I hope so. Wait, they're closing in on the meaty bit. <laughs> but... <laughs> That'd be amazing, but basically... You clever girl. This dude is just mental. He sounds amazing, <laughs> and I'd, I'd love to actually, you know, just know what he's like as a person. Anyone who thinks, a couple of billion quid, what do I do? Make myself a Jurassic Park and sit the Titanic in Come the middle on. of it. It'd totally. Amazing. That's exactly what I'd do. If I had get the Titanic bit. If I had a billion pound, I'd make Shenmue 3. Okay. You'd make real-life Shenmue 3. You'd get genetically uh, modified so you look like Rio, and then you'd be him, and you'd just pay loads of actors. But have you have you ever seen Sinek Doki New York? Seen what? Sorry, Sinek Doki New York. No. It's a movie. Uh, it's got Philip Seymour Hoffman in, and um, basically he decides that he he um, wants to kind of put on the biggest, most uh, extravagant, most um, ridiculous play of all time. Um, it's going to be based on his life. And he basically gets this warehouse, builds like kind of a New York City in there, has his apartment and everything. He, and then um, he gets actors to come in and recreate all the moments from his life. 
So, yeah, literally everyone is there permanently. Whether they're on on scene or not, you know, they're there walking around being actors. Kind of Truman Show-esque, like, but Mm. everyone knows what's going on. There's no one's, you know... Um, and he's directing it all and everything. So that that could be like you could just recreate the streets of Hong Kong as you're uh, running after Landy. I would love to do that. Just stay in character, everyone. Can I iron palm you now? <laughs> I'd just go around iron palming everyone. everyone. I'd make a worse Ryozuki. Oops. I think ever. But I just genuinely, I just genuinely love to do it. Anything that can just bring him back into the forefront, I'd be more than happy that for. That would give him a bit of publicity. Oh yeah, Definitely. surely then they would make Shenmue three, and you'd probably have to pay him for the licensing rights, uh, which would probably give him enough money to go and make the actual game. Mm-hmm. Thing is, would you want to? Would you actually want to be involved in it, or would you rather just let it be completely fresh? You're saying I'd, I'd go and make it. Well, would you though? Or would you say here's money, get it, come back in two years and let me play it? I would probably do. I would probably say I'd love to be involved in it, and I I would, but knowing me, I wouldn't be able to do it properly. I'd be like, right, okay, um, why are you here? Make Rio Azuki go into the shop and just ask for something really stupid, and I'd be like, right, okay, you get out. <laughs> I just wouldn't be able to My money. take everything seriously. Okay. I just want him to do loads of really random, sporadic things. Um, but I don't know. My love shows no bounds. No, I'm just so I'm just so excited. Eventually, it will get made at some point, surely. It's got to. If it doesn't, I suppose I just have to keep on, you know, playing one and two over and over again. Yep. And again. And again. And then again. Yep. Yep. You do, you do need and, to do that. And play, game, and play Sleeping Dogs again with the mod on the PC. Did you see the dude? What? That, there's a dude on um that's made a Sleeping Dogs mod. So like you you get up is basically Rio because obviously you can change your character and he's Asian okay. anyway. So you got a plaster on your on your side of your cheek. Yeah. Black, the like the normal jacket and stuff, but you go through. But he's modded all the uh, NPCs, so it's the same NPCs that are in Shenmue, and he's he's done it. He's took ages doing it, and it looks amazing. Just I want to mention Wolverine one last time. Did you see? You know the bit with the funeral, and then there's a couple of guys who were kind of trying to kidnap her mainly. Yeah. One of them was wearing like a white vest. A blue jacket, yeah, and a white um, kind of what do you call it, handkerchief tied on his head. And I was like, that just looks like Ren. That is Ren. <laughs> That's exactly what he wears. See, there you go. We've <laughs> already like, got another one of on the oh, characters. I would love if that was on purpose, but no, I'm sure that's just the thing that they wear in the triad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, expecting Wong to come running in. That would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be so good. Charlie's motorbike. Sorry. Right. Yes. Should we geek out? Sorry. I believe we should do. Yeah. Um, when are we going to go to Jurassic Park? Um, I think we should go next we Thursday. We've already been. You remember the um the, we, yeah, we went on that boat, and then um the um. Oh, that's why I'm not going again. Actually, that's just bloody your fault because instead what? of taking us on the desired path. The Brachiosaurus jumped out the water and knocked us off into the raptor enclosure. Yeah, um, only because then... you scared him with taking photos. I didn't take photos, I was filming. Oh, that's even worse. You're even worse. So, no, I was quite happy, just content, having a nice little jaunt around on the boat. Yes. And then, no, Dan scares him. And then we get chucked off course onto the bloody raptor thing, well, end up nearly getting attacked by the T-Rex. leaving the gate open. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been so scared in my life. We're still here to tell the tale. I know, but it's still scary stuff. Yeah, and I'm missing yeah. a leg. 
Yeah. In fact, I, um, if you look, check the progress of uh, <laughs> of uh, the new Harry Potter bit as well, we're talking about Universal Studios, just in case anyone hasn't guessed. Um, there's a Jurassic I'd love Park it if someone's like, oh my god, Red actually <laughs> lost his leg in a dinosaur accident. So, yeah, Jurassic Park rides Ace, but um, they're building a brand new Harry Potter bit. And Reg has a, has a pretty deep hatred for Harry Potter. I was going to say all things Harry Potter, but not all things Harry Potter, because he loves the Lego games, and he also loves um, the, the ride. Um, it was it just, was, it was genuinely, it was, it was dead magical. good. It was just magical. But um, the... In, in Universal Studios in Florida, you have Universal Studios Park, and then you have Islands of Adventure. And Islands of Adventure is where Harry Potter is. And they're building now, in Universal Studios, another Harry Potter land. It's going to be like the London side, so you've got Diagon Alley and everything. Um, and then they're going to have the Hogwarts Express joining the two up. So um, if you just check online, it's just the progress of it looks amazing. It looks absolutely immense. Really? Even more so if you've, if you've ever been any of the listeners have ever been when Jaws was there. So you know kind of what that area looks like because that's just been completely raised now and now it's all these buildings. Just oh, Christ. Huge. Looks absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm quite excited. But that supposed to be ready for next year, they reckon. Mm. When we're going to go, we're going in end of August again, I decree. Yes. Yes, yes as long as we can. I really want to go. I'm so excited. We can. One of the guys I work with is going on Monday. Oh, that's not very nice. No. She's going to know how excited he's going to be going on the Transformers ride. And Apparently, don't be. Apparently, it's exactly like Spider-Man, and um, you just end up going, well, that was just like Spider-Man. Let's go on Spider-Man instead. Oh. Apparently. It's Transformers, though. I love Transformers. It's a Transformers movie, though. Is it based on the movie, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> it's a movie theme park. Right. Fair enough. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Bye. Right. Time to geek out. I've been Dan. And I've been Reg. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>